0: This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishnanos. We are doing the Narad Bhakti Sutra. This is uh, the lesson on how to overcome Maya. We were doing up to, we have done up to Sutra 48. Now we are doing two verses today, which is 49 and 50. There were, like I said, you know, two Methods still balance. So we are going to complete those. So Narad Bhakti Sutra. Sutra 49. Point number 11 for overcoming Maya. He who renounces even the Vedas. And 12. Gains a pure unbroken flow of devotion. So here... Narada is saying for those who really wish to not get trapped into the material world where Maya troubles you so much, you have to even give up the Vedas. Doesn't that sound very strange? To give up Vedas means the basis and the foundation of everything. So what does that mean? What does giving up Vedas mean? We have people in the world who are so much engrossed in what is written in the scriptures. They will read them as if it is the only thing that is there and that they have to follow it absolutely the way it is written? Do you know that there are these problems which come up in this material world because of following everything literally? Do I have to underline and tell you? There are religious sects in this world who will take the word. They say this is the word of God. And God has said like this. Now today's day and age they will say God is going to you know bring fire and brimstone and diseases to the land and there is going to be plague and famine. Oh God is so angry because we are doing everything wrong. So because God is an angry man so he is going to put everything in the One stroke he is going to destroy. These are certain extreme cases. Or in some cases, you know, the word of God says that those who are not followers of this particular way, they got to be slaughtered. (laughs) What exactly is the word's These words have been written maybe thousands of years ago but to take them literally is wrong. The case of sati it is written in the scriptures that a person is supposed to perform sati it is not to be done Do you think that we are living in the Stone Age or something like that? That you got to follow everything to the T? It's written so it has to be done. Scriptures are written in a language which is a codice, it's a codex, you know. Very difficult to understand. It is not for a common man to go and just read those scriptures and. Like a parrot, keep on saying them. I will tell you the story of a scripture which got twisted very shortly, you know. I think we will be doing the story (laughs) where the word itself was twisted. We will do that. So, Vedas are like that, they will tell you all kinds of weird stuff application of those Vedas in today's day and age is not going to be right because those conditions may not exist. The case of the Heavenly Father coming and sending the Vimana for Tukaram Maharaj and Tukaram Maharaj going in a Vimana, immediately if it is written like that they will say, oh, it's an alien spacecraft, you know, 16th century. earthlings did not have that kind of an aircraft so maybe some aliens from some other planetary system came and they took it. It is written. Doesn't mean that that is exactly how interpretation has to be done. So the way to interpret these scriptures has to be done by the person who has what is called as the key. You know, every during the world war, they had that everything was written in a code. And the code has to be very clearly decoded. So there is a key. So you follow the key and decode the scriptures like that. <laughs> so there is a decoder and the decoder is your spiritual master, he will tell you what it means. If he says that there is one God like this, or there is a God like that, uh, you know, you are going to get into trouble. Because your way of thinking is, oh, there is a God like a Vayu, or like, you know, Varunadev, and he is going to come, and he's got all the big muchi dadi. He's got one big dhal talwar and all that kind of. Today's day and age, if you find such type of person walking up to you, you know he's from some, yeah, not a company. He's not a real guy. So he's not going to come like that. He's going to come dressed very nicely. Okay, He may be a CEO, or corporate czar or something like that and he is going to say no i'm going to stop your water supply you know <laughs> and then you understand oh this guy must be worried there <laughs> so it is a depiction agni vayu these all these words come in the vedas and we have this interpretation which we literally bend it towards oh, it was said like that. You know, you got to do something like that. Now, if there is no rain, okay, no rain in some place. It is written that you perform a yagya for that. It's written. So you go, break, you know, chop off a few trees. And then you perform a very big bonfire over there and perform a yagya and yeah, you get some few drops of rain. Say, so, see, because I said so. Are you nuts? Are you really crazy? There is a weather department which is going to tell you exactly how that works. Logically, please use your brains, okay, and think That if there is a condensation, it is anyway going to happen. And don't teach your children like that. Okay. Rain God came and prayed to him and the rain started falling. There is a deeper meaning to these words. Don't go by the literal sentences saying that, Oh, you pray like this and the rain God is going to give rain. One more thing, it is written, you know, Shivji stays in Kailasha. Now, if Shivji stays in Kailasha, it is owned by the Chinese. They own even coronavirus. Okay. What are you talking about? Kailasha as a mountain is recognized by three different religious sects. The Jains also say, you know, my God also stays on that mountaintop. Why would he want to stay there? If he wants cold, he can come and have an AC over here, okay? I don't think Shivji wants to stay there. It is a way of saying. The words need not be bent to actually use them that way, that God stays in the mountains over there. Till today, nobody has seen, okay? You don't find one guy wearing all fancy clothes and going with one Trishul over there. It is a way of depiction. I am not an agnostic or an atheist to tell you this. I am a follower of the devotional path. Please understand this. I am not going to tell anything which is going to disrupt your way of thinking. This way of thinking is the wrong interpretation of the Shastras, the Vedas and all the ancient scriptures. Don't you go and read them and try to think that this is what is written. So I got to do this. It is written hmm, that your cow, you have to give cow's milk. All right. The cow who is going to give you milk. She has been loaded with hormones. Got it? So, then she gives milk. You think cow is going milk, giving milk just like that? You are buying it from the dairies nearby. Oh, kachcha dud dena baut jaruri hai. Okay, raw milk has to be given. So, you bring one tetra pack from the market and say, no, okay, we'll cut one tetra pack and it is not boiled. Sir, it is written U-H-T. It's already boiled. Pasteurized milk. What are you talking about? So in today's day and age, when they are doing the puja, saying, I have taken it from, you know, Kapila. What? No Kapila guy is going to give that milk. Kamal also, by the way. Or Nandini for that matter. Nandini's milk, if you use, it is already pasteurized. You got it? Double entendre It's called. Nandini Dairy is here in Karnataka. So, that way of thinking is gone. You are going to use sugar also. You are you going to use ghee also. You really think the ghee is pure? Coming from whichever dairy? They are using massive rats over there for heating it and then centrifuges so that something can be removed out. What are you talking about? The old ancient methodology of making ghee is no longer there. And the ghee which you think you are making at home buy the best milk from the market and then you you know make ghee from it. So try applying those philosophies now none of the ingredients including the honey, H-O-N-E-Y, is original. It is written, you know, Australian honey, New Zealand honey. You think it is very beautiful honey. Even if it is written that, you know, with the government mark that it is some pure honey, Don't go by that because none of the ingredients are pure. They are made by weird ways, methodologies. And during the ancient times where that book has been written, they might have got pure honey, pure milk, pure dai, pure ghee. Of course, they might have got. So did you get this very simple, common sensical approach towards not doing those kind of stupid stuff? Don't you attempt it that is what narada is telling in the narad bhakti sutra he says he who renounces even the vedas you think i am saying that narad muni is saying that okay now narada says you have to renounce the vedas simply translates into the vedas are meant for going and begging Begging to some God somewhere, God give me rain, God give me children, God give me this, God give me that. You want money? Go beg your boss. Tell him, you know, give me one raise and he will look at you and say, in today's day and age you want raise? Actually I was thinking of reducing your salary by 25%. There you got it. So it is better you keep your mouth shut. Don't go and ask for a raise just now. Okay. So the the idea that God gives everything and this and that it is wrongly it is misrepresented it is wrongly interpreted you need a spiritual master to actually decode these words. So the Vedas they need to be chucked out. As per Narada you want Maya not to trouble you Maya, not to trouble you, even forgo those Vedas. Does it sound logical to your brains now? Little bit at least? Hmm? Very good. Staying in today's day and age, there are very simpler and easier methods for attaining the Lord. You need not complicate it further by doing some complex spiritual and ritualistic rites somewhere. Because it is very difficult to do that. You are not going to go walking to Kashi. Right? You are not going barefoot to Kashi. You try going barefoot outside your house, your wife is going to shout at you. Ta jutia payna go nay ata. Come on, you can't go to Kashi, you can't even go to the toilet without your shoes, you know, without your chapels. So, and then orange color clothes and white color clothes and technique color clothes to wear. It is written in the scriptures. Narada says you can wear the latest of the garments also doesn't matter as long as you're overcoming Maya, no, no, no problem. The scriptures are meant for people who are ignorant, spiritually ignorant. Think, we are doing Bhagavad Gita. Hmm? Bhagavad Gita. All the great Babaji's of this world, I mean, all the great Babaji's, they'll, they'll keep on reciting the Gita's. I am just going to quote one person. Krishna Paramahansa, he was asked, do you know the Gita? You know what his answer was? So, no, I've never read it. I only know if I turn the word reversed, you know, tagi it becomes. And if I keep on saying tagi, 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 It will become Gita somehow but it says Tyag. Renounce. So you just renounce. I think the sum total of Gita is renunciation. A great sage like that of today's day and age did not bother about it. So likewise you will find that when a person is caught up in the material world because of certain methods and certain prescriptions which our forefathers have literally pushed it down our gullet. So you go to a stone over there which has got some two, three snakes on it and you say, you know, This is the place you got to pray. Okay, you put one nariyal over there, put some red tikka, black tikka, white tikka, God knows all kinds of tikkas over there and you go and pray and you will get good marks in your examination and a person goes and does that. Spend that much time studying. Okay, go over, revise your stuff. Maybe you will get better marks. God will be happy looking at you. See, this guy is at least studying. Come on, let me give him some good marks. And the other fellow is standing in queue in some temple and church and all. Look at that fellow. He wants marks by begging. You be the judge. I am not saying I have to be the judge. You be the judge. If you are that God, would you want to give good marks to the guy who is standing begging over there or to the guy who is studying over there? You be the judge, no? Why are you thinking that somebody who is standing in a queue needs better marks than this person? And he is only there for marks. Okay, He is standing there only for getting those marks. He is not there because he loves God. A lover of God doesn't care about clothes. Take the example of Kanak Dasa. He would wear simplest, you know, tone clothes. And he would stand outside Udupi. You know Udupi Krishna? He would stand outside would be Krishna crying, crying, playing his tambura, whatever and singing songs and songs and songs. Is he a great devotee or the fellows who are going inside dressed in all the beautiful garments taking big thalis over there? You be the judge. You are Krishna standing over there and would you like to look at these jerks or would you like to look at that person who is singing songs outside? You think Krishna gets overwhelmed by this Idiots who's come in stand in front of him. So the idea that God bows down to people like this is wrong. A person who doesn't even have the ticket, who is standing in a simple queue, he has not paid even one rupee to get the darshan. He is going and standing over there, and he says, "God, I just want to love you. You know, I just want to see and go mad over you. That's it." That is the God that you should go to. But not paying thousands of rupees trying to take his darshan. Okay. That is not a done thing. One day I have gone to Kashi Vishwanath temple. Now the Kashi Vishwanath temple is uh, nowadays it's like a fortress. You got entries from here, there, there, there. But everything right down there is demolished because they have taken over the entire land over there. And there were certain temples which nobody knew existed. Last so many years the whole area around that temple, entire temple was all having people who were selling all kinds of stuff. You know, those who go to the temple, they are very good giraik for them, you know, customers. What do you sell the customers, sir? best beads best flowers best this best that you know god likes best milk okay take this they were selling all those stuff and all the temples in that area had gone behind okay amazingly i was walking through those ruins ruins means the current ruins are not ancient ruins After Narendra Modi went and he demolished the entire area only temples were remaining in that. And I was looking at those temples. Those temples are amazing architecture. And they were completely lost. And now they are found. So the new complex which is being made by I think Yogi Adityanath or whoever is in charge over there. I think you will find something worthwhile going there. Not somebody running after you. Agarbatti lo, ye lo, wo lo. You know, they will come and say, Shivji ko bhot pasand hai." This Shivji likes very much. Shivji likes you to come and see him just like that. Go visit him. Say Namaste ji. Kaise sab thik tak hai na? Okay, fine. I just wanted to say hello and go. Don't go over there with one big list of I want this and I want that. Devotion is like that. He says, gains a pure unbroken flow of devotion. A guy who doesn't bother about going and following scriptures. Such a person gets an unbroken, pure unbroken flow of devotion. The more you follow the path written in some strange scripture, Or told to you by somebody that you follow like this, you are going nowhere. Let me assure you this much, Narada is saying, if I have to say, I will say, don't even bother. I am not saying, Narada, I am just interpreting his words, okay. So Narada's way of saying is, Narayan, Narayan, okay. He doesn't add in between one Narayana and another Narayana. Narayan, can I have a good meal of MTR? Narayana. He doesn't say like that. Okay? Uh, he's not applying anything in between. Yeah, you know, concatenations. Tuk, tuk. Nothing like that. He's just saying, can I just be in love with you, God? Period. Now, Narada said Narayana. Remember this? Huh? We are talking about Krishna. That also you understand. Father in heaven. We are talking about the Supreme Divine Consciousness. All this is one only. Even Ram. You know, if I say Ram, Shri Ram. It's the same as Narayan. it's the same as Krishna. So we are talking about the one entity who stays in the second divine Unmanifest. We are not talking about other low-level kind of people. Alright? We want to approach straight, Prime Minister, President and beyond. Whoever it might be. We are not going to approach anywhere in the middle. So if you don't want to, then all these other people who come in the way are no longer a part of your domain. Isn't it? Are you understanding this much? So, even In the temple in Dakshineshwar, there is a Mahakali over there. Now this Mahakali and there are 12 temples opposite there of Shivji. And there are three temples on this side behind Kali's temple. The first one is the the broken leg Krishna. (laughs) There is one Krishna with the broken leg. There is one in the middle, which is Radha Krishna, which is they call it Radha Kanta. And then on this side, you have the Ram Lala, the black stone. So, how do you have Krishna, Radha Krishna, Ram Lala, Kalima, Shivji? <laughs> it is strange, isn't it? The Kali that he is talking about is the Supreme Divine Consciousness. He is not talking about some person from the domain of manifest. Manifest. He or she. We don't know whether it's a he, she, it, thou. No, no idea. The Supreme Divine Consciousness comes down as a manifest entity, can take a form. So, loving that form, you reach the Supreme Divine. That's it. No in-between. No Panditji is in-between to give you some, you know, like that, you know, nobody in the middle to tell you, you do this for that, do that for that. This is the way of understanding. So he crosses indeed, he crosses. He helps others also to cross those who believe in this devotional path. They are devotees of the Lord. These devotees not only help themselves to cross over, but the other lost souls in this world, they can bring them towards the path of devotion and be lost in the Lord. The understanding has to be you don't have to bother so much as any other path is concerned. Right? The temple which is there in say Rameshwar Rameshwaram, I am sure many of you must have visited the Ram Ishwaram temple. Both the names are there together. Ram is also there and Ishwara is also there. The temple which Sri Ram visited while crossing over to Lanka. Now why was Ram worshipping Ishwara? Another story. Why should he be? You know, the idea that that Ishwara is the supreme divine consciousness. Period. Nothing beyond that. He is praying only to the supreme divine. Same way as you may go to Kashi Vishwanath Temple. What is Vishwanath Temple? Okay, Nath, Vishwa. Okay, you go to Jagannath Puri again a Nathan over there. Isn't it? Jagan, Vishwanath, Jagannath. What makes you think these are two different things? The Vishwanath means, Vishwa means world. Jagan means what? World only. Is it anything different? So the idea that these are two separate entities is all mistaken. Even the temple Tirupati, certain people who visit it as Vishnu, some people visit it as Shiva. What difference does it make? You are just just going there for talking to the Supreme Divine. And if that is the Bhavana, Bhavana means the kind of an emotional feeling that you may have, you know. Oh my God, I am coming to see you. That kind of feeling you have, that is more than enough. Alright, somebody told me it must be 5 o'clock. <laughs> so we have come to the end of the verse 50. Now we are going to do something which is for a very short moment in time. We are going to learn about something which is very unique. It is called Supreme Love divine. So, Narada is now going to talk about what is the supreme divine love that you are supposed to have. So far, a lot of do's, don'ts, like this, like that, Maya, all her ways of overcoming has come. Now, today the story starts with a different way. It talks about What are the kinds of love that are there? How do you have this divine love for God? And how do you express it? Now in the last few verses you have thrown out the Vedas also. I hope you all have done it sincerely. There is no need of following all those texts and scriptures and this and that and all that. Okay. When you are in love, you know, there is no proper script also. You know that, no? You may go in a practice. I'm going to say to my girlfriend, I love you, I love you, I love you. You go over there and you, you become like this. You become totally dumbstruck. You don't know what you're going to say. Your entire script is gone. So the script is like the Vedas. They are completely gone out of the window. You say, I am going to practice like this. You know, they have said that I should take one rose. I should take one gift and I should go like this, dressed very nicely and all. Nothing happens. So how this divine love has to be experienced is what we are going to learn from now. Okay, so we are doing Sutra 51. Narada says, the nature of devotion is indescribable and indefinable. You will say, Narada needs a very good writer, you know. (laughs) He, he He should write properly. Indescribable? How do you describe? Narada himself says, I don't know. The love cannot be described. The description of love is given, no? Then it is going to cause a lot of problems because you are going to take it literally. Like I said just now, when you meet your girlfriend, take one rose, dress nicely, okay? Wear good clothes, Achha shoes pehno and meet her in nowadays I can't say meet her in a park because park is not the right place no? Starbucks me milo chalo. <laughs> Starbucks is closed <laughs> You think you can apply that today? You tell this girl I am going to meet you in some place you know today some fancy place like this she will say let's have a drink he came out <laughs> You know he will think what the hell is she talking? I thought that you know to be in love means to give up the roses and this you have to be mushy, you know, you have to feel so nice about the whole thing. And this girl is saying, you don't come at me, we'll, we'll have a drink. Juice, juice? Ice cream? So The whole thing, vedas which you had fixed in your mind is all gone out. doesn't exist like that. So the love for the divine is indescribable. How do you describe it? Descriptions are not there in the books. The reason is because everybody's expression and understanding of this love is unique. And in the own way, there is no written script anywhere. Let me assure you this much. No written script. All that you get is the one that you got to go and meet. Lord God, the divinity. How do you meet the divinity? You don't need fancy clothes. Let me assure you, you don't need fancy clothes. One day I went to Shadama temple, you know, Shringeri. And the person looks at me and I was supposed to go inside that, you know, they have that place where. So we were standing over there. I was wearing t-shirt and jeans. I mean that is my only uh, orange color clothes that I have. By the way, blue color jeans and some gray or white or some t-shirt. So, jeans not allowed inside. As if Shardama doesn't know what is jeans. Okay. She only has got this made for us. Made in India, blue wise. Oh, hota hai. nobody believes that. After some time, When the great saint was walking in, you know, walking from there, bringing whatever that he was getting, it was a very great day. I don't recollect what day it was, some fancy festival was going on. So the person says, please come in. I go right up to that place and I get the darshan, whatever that was necessary. Does it mean that I have desecrated that place? Not at all. Desecration happens only if you have evil thoughts in your mind. If you are going with an evil thought, then it is desecration. Desecration is not when you have love for that divinity or deity. When you have absolute love, there is no desecration anywhere. Like this, you will find our entire scriptures. I mean, the the stories of saints are filled like this. Where they might have been dressed very casually. They might not even be wearing fancy clothes, you know, torn clothes. And they might have gone to temples. They might not even have carried anything in their hand to give God. They may not even have a rupee. And yet, their heart was full of pure love. So how do you describe this love? Can anybody say that this is how it has to be? Let me assure you, there are no words. There is no fixed script over there. There is no absolute methodology. It is indescribable. And indefinable. So don't even try to define it. The definition of love is unique again. How does the love get defined? When you really don't understand what is the supreme divine consciousness all about. Can you understand what is this supreme divine consciousness? It's a word you know. English, nobody understands what is supreme and divine and consciousness. Consciousness itself, if you try to describe, you know, you will become unconscious very soon. Because the more you try to describe it, the less you try to understand it. Then whatever you say, it doesn't get understood by anybody. So if somebody comes to me and asks me this question, what is the supreme divine consciousness? I just look at that person as a supreme volega to sobsebala. Subsebada. Divine valega? Bhagwan. God, you know, God. Consciousness. Toh, malum hai. I understand. Simple. I know that there is a supreme, highest God in existence. But what exactly is there in that then? There is nothing. You are just praying to the highest, that is, highest, tallest, strongest, you know, like they have in, uh, like they have in Olympics, which is not going to happen this year. (laughs) Fastest, strongest, this, that, like that you can have. God is like that. And we have just to pray to that God. Why are we bothered about how, when, where, doesn't matter. Should we have specific timings for prayer? Most of the big temples, you know, they are open 24 hours, if I am not mistaken. God, sometimes the God is taking bath also. Sometimes he is eating food also. Sometimes he is putting on makeup. You know, all those chandanam, this, that and all that. Yeah, that time they will say, no, 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 no coming inside just now. I am putting some makeup on. Okay. I got to put one nice tikka also like this somewhere. Huh? So at that point in time, you also can't go. You can't go in the, you know, when you are doing all that. When you are wearing clothes also, no, no, you can't go that time. So yeah, you understand. Think of him as somebody whom you love the most. You have to wait. It's like you wait for your girlfriend to come, no? time? Usko bola tha, aane ko. Hai, You understand? <laughs> four. Four o'clock to 5.30. And the answer is very simple. You know the answer is what? I didn't get the Uber, you know. I got four cancellations. Such a valid reason, I tell you, not to come in time. Uber with four cancellations. Who doesn't believe in that? Everybody can believe in that. <laughs> in Mumbai, you can say, train name. But of course, you can get the train in Mumbai, at least. Here to Uber ke naam pe sab, Everything goes so, like that, you know, you wait, you are waiting for darshan, and you can go anytime. I still remember I was walking down the street late in the night, and uh, the whole central yard was lit up by lamps very beautifully. And there was one person with me. I said, you know what? There looks like a very beautiful church over there. Can we just visit that place? He says, do you think it is open? I said, don't worry, we'll open it. And we went there, you know. And the place was open. Brilliantly lit. Nobody around over there. Absolutely no one. And we were just standing over there looking at everything around. And just felt felt nice. That's it. The idea that you have come just to pay visit to your dad, your father. Father in heaven. You understand what I am saying? That idea itself should give you that shivers. (sighs) Like that. You are meeting a persona. You are meeting the highest entity. What is the kind of feeling that you are going to have? It's like winning the Oscars. You see, when they get the Oscars, everybody goes on the stage, they go crying. Why can you not go to crying if you have to go to the temple to meet that father? That is the way how love is to be expressed. Go mad. Indescribable is the way. Earlier I would be doing satsangs for 3 hours, 4 hours and I actually did not even know how much time it was. I would start at one time and then God alone knows how many hours it went on. And most of the people would be crying over there for what reason if you ask them in a cura. No idea. No idea, Sarji. Because that love is indescribable, cannot be put in one specific box and said, it is like this. It is indefinable. Verse 52 says, Sutra 52 says, like the taste enjoyed by the dumb. Narada is also very smart. He says the dumb is going to enjoy the taste. You know dumb people they don't speak, no? And if they are going to tell you this language half of the time. I mean just look at this. You are watching television. Okay, in most of the foreign countries it is like that. The person is giving a speech in the center over there. He is he's, he's saying something, some words. But you are looking at the person who is next to him. Okay? And that person is talking in sign language. You understand sign language? You don't understand a thing of what he is saying also because you don't understand sign language. Instead of listening to this idiot, it is better to look at that person who is doing something, something with this. Now you think that person is describing love. (laughs) Love. You don't understand a word of what he is saying. So he's like that, you know. If you ask that person who is crying, now, why are you crying? I don't know why I'm crying. I just feel like crying. What did you say? No, nothing. That person will wipe his tears. No, nothing happened nothing happened but just now you are crying you are going gaga or something and now you are saying nothing happened that is the way love is it is indescribable it cannot be pinpointed there is no methodology there is no way of understanding it and it is like literally being enjoyed by the dumb kya bol I did not say a word. But you see, your eyes are going, (coughs) what is he doing? Imagine a mute button over there. I mean, I understand most of you are mute. Because only one egocentric person can talk. Okay? Rest of the people can't speak. (coughs) So it is like that. Love is exactly like that. You feel dumb. Dumbstruck. (laughs) No way of knowing how it is. So it is like the taste enjoyed by the dumb. Taste enjoyed by the dumb. You ask anybody what is the taste of a mango? Tell him. Describe the taste of a mango. (laughs) Maximum bolega sweet. Beyond that you think he is going to tell you how it tastes. Nobody can describe the taste of a mango. Isn't it? Uh, that is the thing. what are the number of words that you can describe? can't. Even if you if you understand perfumery you know perfumery huh? in perfumery industry also they will say top note and this note and that note we have to give top notes for top notes okay. Lot of notes. You should understand. I can only think of that. Lot of notes for top notes and middle notes. (laughs) What is the baser note? You think you understand that? Nothing enters. Oh, they are like the pine cone needles. Who has seen that? I don't know what you are talking about. Nah, I just know you know, my girlfriend wears it so I am happy with it. Now Dusra will wear karegi. Aisa hai? Nobody understands. What are you going to say? Describe you know the paratha or the puran poli which your mother has made. So as not to disturb her we say it's You know it's very good. Otherwise, you know, next time you won't get to eat. You got it? It might be burnt also. <laughs> you don't know. It is love. Do you get the point? Love is like that. So we have come to the end of verse Sutra 52. Nobody understands. It is better not to understand. And Narada says, Let it be. Hai. You become a little dumb. So, yeah. Additional time for story. (laughs) Okay, so we are doing a story today. I have been saying a name of a saint last so many days. You know, Samartha Ramdas, Samartha Ramdas. You heard me. Yesterday when I ended also, I took his name. Remember, Bainabai went on to join him. Now we are going to do a story of Samartha Ramdas, who he was. If you ever go to Maharashtra okay, and you go to the temples or even over here, you hear Sukkarta Dukkhartha Varta Vignachi. You heard this somewhere? (laughs) It is a prayer to Ganesha. You can Google it if you want go to YouTube and see. That is written by him. And one day I was learning French and I was told by my Marathi teacher, you have to do this. And I am looking at those words. I mean, I did not understand Marathi. Marathi is my mother tongue, but I never understood a word of what is it. (laughs) So she said, you know, read this, by heart this and say that. To some competition. So it was called Manachi Shloka. Mana Bhakti Pantachi Javetari Shri Hari. I just by hearted the whole thing, not understanding what is written over there. These these, and a number of beautiful things was written by Samartha Ramdas, great saint of Maharashtra. Jai Maharashtra. We say, you know, Jai Maharashtra. If you ever go to Mumbai, you know, everybody says, Jai Maharashtra. Why? And everybody has that flag, you know, that funny shaped flag, you see, orange color. There is a story in that. Samartha Ramdas, he was born in Maharashtra only, all right, in a place called Jam. And from there, he became totally intoxicated in God. Now, I told you at the beginning, the representation of the words, you have to think about these words very carefully. The Vedas they say certain things. So even if you go and see there are certain things from the Vedas which is said at the time of getting married. Hmm? So it is called interpretation. He was getting married at the age of 12. Oh my God. 12 year old boy getting married. And when he was sitting for the wedding I mean somebody must have forced him I guess. His brother I guess. So when he was sitting for the wedding and they have that Antarpat we call it one, one cloth in front of you. And the person says, you know, the Panditji is saying some words. And they say three words in that. They say, Shubhalagna Savadhan. Ramdas heard these words. Savadhan, you better be careful. The moment he heard the word Savadhan, he ran away from there. <laughs> I don't want to get married. You, do you get this point? Even in wedding they say Savadhan. So Samarth Ramdas' story starts like this. He heard the word Savadhan and ran away. He ran away and from his village and he came to this place called Nashik. Those who have visited Nasik, Trimbakeshwar, Mandir is there. Very beautiful place. He said, you know, God really saved me from marriage. Okay. He said, "Savdhan, <laughs> Caution. Danger ahead. So, <laughs> I ran away. So, Samartha Ramdas ran away from there and came to Nasik. 12 years, he did Tapasya over there. There's a Godavari river over there. So, he did that Tapasya and then, you know, as a saint, he will travel all over India. So, he traveled like that. So, then he gathered a lot of people around him. So one day Krishna wanted to test him. Why? Because he kept on saying, see his name was not Ram Das by the way. He, the name came to him Ram Das. Ram, Sri Ram. Das means servant of Sri Ram. So he took on that name and became that person. So one day Krishna said, you know, I just want to see how this guy behaves. Okay. So he came to him like an old man. And when he came to him like an old man, he said, uh, see, we are all going, there are some more people with me. We are all going to this place. Uh, Would you like to come with us? So he said, okay. But then you are a believer of Ram. What do I do? The place where we are visiting it is Krishna's temple, you know. So he said that is all right. I can visit. All Ram and Krishna is one and the same. So <laughs> he goes with Krishna only. Krishna only is taking him to this place. He comes to Pandarpur. The stories are going on on Bhakti marks, so Pandarpur is very famous. He comes to Pandarpur, and he disappears leaves him over there and disappears. So Samartha Ramdas says, I think Krishna only brought me here. So he goes inside the temple and he says, he is conning me, you know. He just brought me to Krishna temple to test me whether I believe in Ram or Krishna. And he, when he goes inside the temple, you know the temple is Vitobas temple. It's Vithal, Pandarpur, very famous. So he went and stood in front of that And there was Sri Ram standing over there. Now, it was a dilemma for him. You know the dilemma was what? He looked at Sri Ram and he says, (laughs) Baki ka family He's asking, Where is your family? You never come alone, no? You come with your wife, your brother, and Hanumanji and everybody. Where is the rest of the people? I can't see them. So when he asked the question to Sri Ram, Sri Ram immediately turned it to (laughs) Krishna. And he said, now it is okay. (laughs) It's fine. Vittala, you are Krishna only. I know. You are just trying to test me. But I know you are the same. You are that supreme divine consciousness. So I believe in you. So this was a funny story for him. And (laughs) then it went on like this. Now, I'm going to give you little stories, okay? One only now. So, he went on and became a very big saint and Shivaji Maharaj also started following him. No Twitter or Facebook, real following, okay? Means, he's my guru there, like that. I have told you story of how he met him and all that. But this time, I'm telling you a different story. So, in that case, what happens is, remember, he would keep... His chapel over there, you know, padukas we call them, okay? And pray to them and rule the kingdom. So one day, Shivaji Maharaj was standing in his balcony, okay? Of his apartment, a condo, whatever, big one. Shivaneri kind of a condo, big one. So he was standing over there and in the streets below, he could see his guru begging for food. And he was going with some two, three disciples and literally begging at a house. You could see. And he says, my Gurudev is begging? This is not a good thing. So he immediately called his servant, come here, come here, come here. And he immediately wrote one note, put his seal, send it, say, go, give it to Swamiji. So the person ran down over there. He met Sami Samarth. He read the note. He says, okay, go. He says, go. <laughs> I will come and meet him later on. What was written in the note? It was written, when this entire kingdom is yours, why are you begging for food? So Samarth Ramdas goes to meet him. So he says, uh, and he meets Shivaji Maharaj over there and says, Oh, this is my kingdom, is it? Very good. Who are you? No, no, I'm just ruling it in your behalf. Okay. I am begging in the streets. Why don't you come with me also to beg? And Shivaji Maharaj had to go out with him and beg in the streets. Think. The Maharaj of that place has to go out and beg. And Shivaji Maharaj and Samartha Ramdas are going and Bikshande, Bikshande, Bikshande. Everywhere they are going. <laughs> and you know, when you see your king coming on the streets and begging, it is like looking at Narendra Modi doing all the yoga you also want to do, No. I mean, you want to put on the channel and see how he is doing it correctly or no. Like that, you know, when you see your king over there in the streets, everybody wanted to come and give him food. (laughs) So it was a very strange experience which Shivaji Maharaj got. He understood the power of Madhukari, that is Bhiksha. So he told his Gurudev, he says, you know, I understand what you are doing. Humility is the most important word. I want to be humble just like you. And I really want to be a part of your world, koteri What can I do? So if you have seen the pictures of Samartha Swami, you know, Samarth Ramdas, he always wears one one dhoti and one kapdara like right around it. So he removes his top garment. It is torn in two. He says, take this and go. This will teach you renunciation. It's an orange color garment torn in the middle. And Shivaji Maharaj then took that garment and went. That is a flag flying over Maharashtra which is orange color. Isn't it? That is that flag. So Samartha Ramdas is the person who was responsible for giving that idea of renunciation. You can reach God by renouncing these material worldly things. And the flag which is flown on Shivaji Maharaj's wherever you go, you will see that orange color flag. That is Samartha Ram way of saying this is what it is. So we have come to the end of the satsang. Thank you very much for being here. Take care. Stay inside. (laughs) I'll see you all tomorrow. Bye.